Today, I will explain to you the supply chain crisis. I will break it down step by step and make it as clear as possible so that by the time you are finished listening to this podcast episode of The Jodcast, you understand from beginning to end how the supply chain works, how it has impacted the economy, and then can answer this question, is now a good time to sell on Amazon FBA? Welcome back to the Jodcast. This is Seth Kniep, your host. I took a single dime. I doubled it 20 times into over $100,000. Just to get to 400, I just asked random people on the streets of Austin, Texas and the surrounding area. I took that $400. I used that to buy my first product at Amazon and began to sell products on Amazon. Furniture, clothing, toys, kitchen products. And through that, was birthed the business of Just One Dime Coaching, where we teach people in over 150 countries how to sell an Amazon FBA. Go to jod.com slash freedom, jod.com slash freedom, if and only if you want one-to-one coaching, you want weekly coaching, you want a step-by-step training that shows you exactly how to build a scalable, sustainable Amazon business, especially in light of the supply chain crisis. When you add up all the automation of the algorithms, all the hundreds of people who had to touch those goods or transport them in some way, it's in total one of the most complicated endeavors that human beings ever engage in. And we take it for granted because all of that has been rolled behind this ultimate convenience of one-click e-commerce shopping. Those are the words of Christopher Minns, technology columnist for the Wall Street Journal. Rick Waldenberg runs a 25 to $50 million a year e-commerce toy business called Learning Resources. Rick imports the toys from China. Rick's business was booming until things began to change. It all started when the freight forwarding company quoted him $30,000 to ship a single container, 10 times what it cost him the year before. The products arrive at the port of Los Angeles, but the train carrying his products from the port to Chicago takes 45 days. Rick observed Pony Express could have gotten it here faster. The shipping containers finally arrive, but Rick cannot access them because they're stuck at the bottom of a pile of containers for nine weeks. And then the rail line charges him for the storage. Rick Waldenberg paid $1 million in storage fees in September alone and 10 times the normal shipping cost. This all because of the supply chain crisis. So I asked the question, is now a good time to sell on Amazon? December 12, 2019, a cluster of patients in Wuhan, China experienced shortness of breath and fever. March and April of 2020, 43 governors across the United States order residents to stay at home minus essential trips for survival. Economists predict that demand for goods will sink. And yet... The exact opposite happens. People buy things like the end times are here. And not just toilet paper and hand sanitizer, but everything. 
With limited access to pleasantries like travel, restaurants, and the theater, people start spending their pleasure funds on online products instead of in-person services. Amazon sales in the year of 2020 spike to a revenue of over $386.1 billion. We are talking 38% growth year over year compared to the previous year of only 20% growth. This rise in online spending fuels demand for more manufacturing. More manufacturing leads to fleets of cargo barges stacked with containers shipping from China. More cargo ships from China leads to clogged shipping ports along the United States West Coast. The ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach look like a fleet of ships invading the beaches. More than 80 ships loiter out at sea, waiting their churn for orders to dock. And then COVID hit Southern California in thousands of longshore workers. These are the men and women who load and unload the containers, call in sick. With a reduction in labor force and an explosion in numbers of shipping containers, the problem exacerbates as the supply chain starts to choke on the rising demand. Kerr Gibbs from the American Chamber of Commerce in Shanghai used a curious phrase. He said, five to one. For every five shipping containers filled with products leaving the ports in China, only one is returning. So where are the other four? Piling up in the ports of Southern California. The port of Los Angeles and its neighboring port of Long Beach are not just two of five major ports dotting the coastline of the Pacific. Together, these two ports account for 40% of all U.S. imports and nearly 30% of America's exports. In the words of Gene Soroka, executive director of the Port of Los Angeles, these ports are a critical gateway to the American economy clog up these ports and the ripple effects hit everyone from the college student waiting for her Amazon purchase USB driver to land on her front doorstep to the businessman trying to book a car rental to get home to his family after a draining three-week business trip. But how will this impact the Amazon FBA seller? Well, let's say you're an Amazon seller and you're selling umbrella hats. Your umbrella hats sit patiently inside one of those containers on one of those ships outside one of the ports of the west coast of Los Angeles. After weeks of waiting its turn, your ship is finally given what is called a berthing, B-E-R-T-H, assignment, meaning it can float into its assigned slot on the dock. The ship slides in. And a sky-high crane reaches down, latches onto the container with your umbrella hats, and hoists it into the air, moving it to a yard where it will wait to be loaded onto an 18-wheeler truck. So your product waits. And it waits. And it waits. The truck finally arrives. Your container is loaded onto the semi, and the truck drives your container to the Inland Empire, where it is offloaded at a distribution center where your umbrella hats are to be processed. In other words, counted, sorted, make sure they are signed to the owner, which would be you. Once processed, 
Your umbrella hats are loaded into a long haul truck, another 18 wheeler that carries your goods across the country to an Amazon fulfillment center where robots and humans will stock your umbrella hats and load them into the fulfillment center ready to be shipped to the Amazon customer. But why did your umbrella hats have to wait so long for a truck driver? A relevant question, since the Department of Transportation states that truckers move 70% of all U.S. freight by value. You see, the problem is not a lack of truck drivers, like mainstream media often claims, but a lack of truck driver retention. There are presently 3.5 million truck drivers across the U.S., but 10 million who have a commercial driver's license. In other words, they can drive a truck, but no longer want to. While the port waits for truckers, more containers continue to pile in. Something has to be done with your container of umbrella hats. So they rent a warehouse and stuff your umbrella hats inside until a truck can come by and pick them up. By the way, this explains the bill you receive for warehousing costs months later. U.S. ports end up with thousands of empty containers and no one will pay to have these shipped empty back to China until there are goods to fill them with to justify the cost. To give perspective, in the year of 2008, 184,000 cargo vessels were in China. We're talking about the ships with all the shipping containers on them. In 2020, that number dropped to 127,000 vessels. Yet China's export value of goods increased by 125 billion during that same time period. In other words, during the same time period that China's export demand grew by $125 billion, the number of cargo vessels necessary to get those exports out to other countries reduced in China by 57,000. This leads to a huge demand for shipping containers. What happens when supply goes down while demand goes up? Prices skyrocket. Shipping companies start buying more containers so they can export those goods from China to meet the demand. And how do they pay for these inflated cost shipping containers? They raise their shipping prices. For example, just a couple years ago, just one time Amazon sellers would pay $5,000 to $8,000 in shipping fees per container. Today, it's anywhere from $15,000 to $30,000. The highest we have seen to date is $42,000 to ship a single container. With the increase of online buying, factories and equipment run more hours each day than ever before. This increase in energy consumption leads to an electricity shortage in China. This is why last fall in the city of Shenyang, in the dead of night, hundreds of cars came to a halt on a darkened highway when the streetlights went out for hours. Within months, energy restriction laws sweep the landscape of China and suddenly, Chinese authorities are forcing factories to work only three days a week. Fewer days for factories to work means production times get pushed out as more and more factory orders pile up. To give you an example, we ordered products last June and the supplier said they would be ready in a month and a half. Well, that supplier did not finish production until September. 
Then the carrier said the products would take five to six weeks to ship. The products shipped out in the month of September, but they did not show up at Amazon's fulfillment center until January. Forcing factories to work reduced hours creates another unexpected twist of events. The cost of manufacturing goes up. So to counteract these forced restricted hours of production, which means a massive reduction in revenue, just to sustain their operating expenses, factories begin raising their prices. And it's rarely just one factory that causes the rise in manufacturing prices. It's more like a web of events that sends ripples throughout the entire supply chain. For example, a bicycle factory in China on the outskirts of Shanghai produces 3 million bicycles a year. Now, the factory ships these bicycles all over the world, most of them to the United States of America to be sold in major sports and department stores. The factory received an influx of orders from the U.S. like they have never seen before, but could not ship them out due to a shortage in shipping containers. So they had to rent a warehouse to store their inventory. To counteract these increased costs, they raised their prices. COVID-19 continued to play a part even as recently as of March 2022, when an outburst of COVID cases hit the city of Shenzhen. Implementing their zero tolerance policy, China put the 17.5 million residents on lockdown, even closing Apple's factory, Foxconn. Although China loosened their lockdown restrictions just weeks later, the ripple effect this caused in the global supply chain had already begun. For example, let's say you order your umbrella hats from a Chinese manufacturer. Rarely does only one factory produce a single product. Your umbrella hat is made up of at least three different raw materials that no single factory could produce. Factory Bobby McGee Industries might be your point of contact factory. And let's say they design the hat, but they don't solder the parts, they don't weave the fabric, they don't paint the handle. They outsource these skills and tasks to other factories. So even if your point of contact factory is not in a province impacted by China's energy reduction laws, that factory is likely working with other factories who are. Your product can only be produced as fast as the slowest factory. Now that I have broken down some of the major causes of the supply chain crisis and crunch, I ask the question again, is now a good time to sell an Amazon FBA? And the answer is yes. Just like catching the flu, supply chain crises do not last forever. Just like your shadow, problems don't go away by running from them. I will now give you five reasons why I'm convinced now is a good time to sell an Amazon FBA. Number one, many won't which puts you ahead of the competition. When they finally join, you are already ahead of them. This is very true in life and business. At the very moment when people were running away from real estate in the big crash in 2006 to 2008, there were some, Robert Kiyosaki being one of them, who were buying real estate at the reduced costs. And as a result, years later, made millions some tens, some hundreds of millions, because they saw the opportunity. This put them ahead so that when things came back to normal, they already owned that real estate at a lower cost. Oh, one might argue, well, Seth, the costs have gone up, not down. This is true. But what has not changed in the history of time 
is when there is a crisis, always ask, how can I learn from this? What can I do that is different than what the masses are doing to differentiate myself and my strategy? Even if it means it's going to be harder for now, it will put me ahead later on when things go back to normal. Number two, obstacles are not a good reason to give up. Delays do not mean failure. Increases in prices does not mean no profits. There is always a way. It just means you might have to fight a little harder and wait a little longer. No one achieved anything in life worth telling about that was easy. Number three, the supply chain crisis is slowly getting better. To use one of many examples, on Friday, May 6th, only 35 ships were waiting to unload their cargo at the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. Just three months before, that number was almost double, and we've begun to see a reduction in shipping costs, which is incredibly exciting. Number four, China is getting heavy competition as a sourcing country. In the last few months, we've had suppliers and sourcing agents from non-Chinese countries reach out and ask if we'd like to source from them instead. Now, the supply chain crisis is worldwide, so getting away from China does not completely remove the challenge, but it absolutely can ease it. We are beginning to see more manufacturing in the U.S. as seen by Samsung building a plant in Tyler, Texas, and Intel putting $20 billion down to build a facility in Ohio. Number five reason why I believe you should still sell an Amazon FBA is sourcing internationally is not your only option. What about sourcing domestically? Now, yes, it's going to be much harder to find competitive prices, but if you turn your Amazon business into something like online arbitrage, buying discounted products from retail stores and then selling these for two to two and a half times more on Amazon, you make a profit on the difference. There is always a way. You cannot control what happens around you, but you can control you. So be the difference by taking action because those are the businesses that succeed. This is Seth Kniep, Kniepin It Real. If you'd like our team to show you how to build an Amazon FBA business, especially in light of this supply chain crisis, to be the difference, to differentiate yourself and your strategy, go here to meet with one of our team members, jod.com slash freedom. Have a wonderful rest of your day.